Life is messy and I'm ready to feel it if you are. So welcome to Feel the Mess with Evie. Hello, I am back. I took a little hiatus. I was really busy. I was feeling all the feels and just living life and processing life and took a little week off. And now we are back. My little dumpling noodles. Let's go. I am excited. Um, the light in my apartment right now is really beautiful. And so it's, it's bringing me some really nice energy. So I know that everybody is wondering you know, what my dating life looks like right now, because I know that that definitely, definitely is the most interesting part of this podcast. And I will say I have some fascinating updates for you all. So first, I would like to take a second and update you on all of the names because it seems like there's been a little confusion and I didn't really do a good job picking these names. Um, I failed you in that aspect. I should have asked for help, but I didn't. So I am sorry, but we are here now. So Flower Boy was Flower Boy. Pretty self-explanatory. Peter Pow, P-O-W, not P-A-L, Peter Pow will now be referred to as Ski Boy because nobody could understand what I was saying, which whatever. I like Ski Boy. It it relates. It's fun. And then Peter is the ex, and he will now be referred to as the ex. End scene. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Moving on. Just had to get that out there. So I'm excited to update you all on where I am at right now. <laughs> um... I would like to start off by saying that I deeply thought that I really liked both of these men in my life and I realized that I really liked them both as humans, but I only really liked one in my heart. And I really love how I just said that because I think it relates. Like you can really like someone as a friend, a person, just like whatever, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have butterflies for them. And so with one of these one of these men, I was not having butterflies with. And with the other one, it was like fucking boom, let all the butterflies out to play. Like we're having little caterpillars blooming up inside that heart. I almost just forgot that that's where butterflies come from. <laughs> um, so it really is the first time in my life that I'm really just doing me and only me. And I think that that was really what allowed me to like, listen to my heart and listen to my butterflies and actually follow it rather than like following someone else. I'm following myself. So before I tell you where I'm at now, I would like to tell you how I got here. And how I got here was I had to let one of these two boys down and kind of what I want to talk about is what to do when somebody likes you more than you like them. And I am prefacing this by saying, I am so sorry, grandma. It will all be okay. Grandma is a big, big flower boy fan. She loves him. And you know what? I think she loved him a little more than I did. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, flower boy, flower boy has left the picture and doing that was really hard for me because it was the first time that I was like actually being selfish in 
the sense that I was putting myself first and I was putting my own feelings first and I had to let someone down and that was really hard for me. And I was so nervous to let someone down, even though like it's my life and all that matters is what I want kind of during it. So I don't know why I was so scared, but I think it's just because I really do care about other people's feelings. And I know that I've been hurt so many times that I didn't want to be that person to someone else. So I thought through this a lot and I FaceTimed him and I thought that that was I was not going to send like a rude text. I was not going to ghost him. So I FaceTimed him and we hadn't talked in like a couple days slash weeks. And he picks up the phone and I was like, I have something to tell you. And he was like, oh, you miss me? <laughs> and I was like, well, um, no. And I'll say that it was like the most adult, kind, honest conversation ever. And he was so nice about it. He was like, you know what? I know I'm going to be fine. Like, I know I'm great, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you are. That's awesome. Like, it, it was so kind and genuine. And I kid you not, we legit had an exit interview. He was like, you know, can I ask you something? And I was like, sure. He was like, is there anything I could have done differently? And I was like, okay. I will bring out my notepad, pen, and paper. And I mean, honestly, I was like, no, like, I think you just can't, like, I couldn't develop those heart feelings for you. And there's nothing that you could have done about that. Like, I have real feelings for someone else, and that's not fair to you. And, you know, that's where I'm at. And he was really nice about it. And it was really, it was a really nice conversation. And so after doing that, I threw away his toothbrush. Dot, dot, dot. And I will come back to this. But his toothbrush was gone. And we end, we hung, we hung up the phone. That was the end of that conversation. And then full panic set in. <laughs> because I was like, fuck. That means I actually really like the other person and I actually really have to tell them that I like them. <laughs> fuck. So the other side of this is kind of telling that person that you really do have feelings for them. And that's honestly a hundred times scarier. And I will start by saying that like, I've really never had to do that, which sounds weird because I'm such an emotional person, but like, I've really never had to be like, had to really put myself out there. And I think with the ex, he, it was like so much so fast. And he was always like, blah, 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 blah. I want to be with you. And with Billy, it was the same thing. And with, with flower boy, it was the same thing. And it, this was like the first time where everything was moving like really beautifully slowly. And it was like, I think I have to tell you this because I'm feeling it. And so I knew that I had to tell ski boy that I had real feelings for him. And I just, I just didn't know where or when or how. So, um, we were actually laying on the floor at his new apartment because he had just moved. So there was like no furniture and he said something to me that was so beautiful that I literally almost cried that I will hold in my heart forever. And I was like, this is, this is my time to say it. This is my time. So I said, I have to tell you something. And he said, what? And I said, I literally like paused for 30 seconds of like straight up silence. And I like couldn't spit it out. And I was like, I told the other people that I was talking to that I didn't want to talk to them anymore because I have real feelings for you. And I only want to talk to you. And he was like, 
that makes me really happy. I only want to talk to you too. And I was like, that's really nice. And he was like, and I wasn't really talking to anyone else anyways. (laughs) And I was like, that's beautiful. And so that whole situation went really well and it was really nice. And yeah, it was really scary and it's still really scary. But I also just want to say that I feel like why I'm not sharing like or opening up so much more about like our time together is because I feel like it is so real and I don't want to jinx it. And I'm so scared that like something bad is going to happen if I just like pour my heart out. So I will share all of that. And I feel like that was really important to tell you. And so after kind of we had that very real conversation and told each other like that we really did like each other. Um, he told me that he got me a toothbrush (laughs) for his new apartment. And I, I said, you can't say those things to me because that just about makes me melt. I, I will cry real tears. And I, I almost did. I didn't, I didn't shed a tear, but there, they were deep in there. And so kind of a couple days later, a couple weeks later, I went out to dinner with my friends and I saw him and they liked him so much. Literally the puppy dog, sad face, beautiful heart face emoji. Literally all three of them looked at me with that face. And I was like, guys, please stop. It's going to make me like him even more. And, uh, since then panic has set in full panic full panic. Came home that night, started brushing my teeth. Oh my God. Maybe it was because I was holding a toothbrush. I don't know. I just made that correlation, but I started brushing my teeth and I, oh, the tears came pouring out. I just kind of spat out the toothpaste and it was just like tears, hysterical, nonstop. (laughs) And I kept repeating to myself, he got you a toothbrush. He got you a toothbrush. He likes you too. (laughs) And it was so real. Like I was so scared at how much I liked him and that I was just hoping that he liked me the same amount back, even though like I knew deep down he did. And like my friends made me like him so much more. And it was just like this whirlwind of feelings that I just like let it all out and cried. And so that is kind of where I will leave it with Ski Boy. Um, I like him so much. So much so that I haven't liked a human like this since high school. And it is, oh, literally so terrifying. And I called one of my best friends while I was crying. And she said, you got to feel the mess. And I said, oh, all right. Okay. Just going to throw that right back at me. So yeah, that's what, that's what I'm doing. I'm feeling through all the feelings. It's really hard. And I'm trying to be like, as open as possible, but also kind of taking it really nice and slow because I think there's something really beautiful in that and I'm really excited to do that. And so one huge thing that I've learned from Ski Boy so far is that there is so much beauty in the silence. And like what this was one thing I was talking to my roommate about and it really struck home and I thought that it was so well said. But in the chaos of life, And in the fast pace, like go, 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 like everything that has to do with life, just nonstop, always thinking about what's next, find someone to be silent with. And one thing that we do is we just literally like cuddle and listen to music and just like don't talk. And it's not awkward and it's just beautiful. So like 
I think there's something so beautiful in finding someone you can just sit in silence with. And I have thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, The other thing that I have learned from him is that it's really important for, or I guess not important is the right word, but it's really special and nice to have it be semi-effortless. And I guess everything I just said of me crying isn't really effortless, (laughs) but go with me. So it has to feel semi-effortless and just calm and nice. And I'm not saying that like it won't be effort down the road, but for right now and in the beginning, it's just like happy heart butterflies. And I think that's one thing I learned from Ski Boy and also from the ex was like everybody told me in the beginning when when I was dating the ex that it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this hard. And I was like, but relationships are hard. But I think there comes to a point where Yes, relationships are hard, but they shouldn't be that hard. And I think there's such a fine line and it's finding what that line is for you. And that line for me is so, so small. Like I'm enjoying the calm and effortlessness. Um, The last thing that I will say about my roommate is that the very, very first, actually no, the very second day we ever went skiing together, it was just us. And we like spent the entire day together me and Ski Boy, I came home and apparently I was like glowing because my roommate literally was like, Phoebe, you are so giddy right now. I have never, ever seen you like this. And I was like, oh, I I don't, we just like had so much fun. And she was like, no, like this is special. I've never seen you like this. And I didn't know that at the time, but it's so hard to see it. Like when you're in the moment and when you're thinking about all these things, but like Trust, trust yourself, trust what other people say and just like feel through it. So I I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's, those are all of, those are all of the feelings so far. Um, one thing that I have been trying really hard to do throughout the process, this whole process and just like the process of life is to kind of just be patient. Patience is not something that comes easy to me. I, I am very, I don't, I was, I don't know what I was just about to say, but I'm not a patient person. Like I don't really like waiting. And I, uh, as you can tell, I just like for people to know what I'm thinking, know what I'm feeling. And I want them to tell me the same thing, but I've learned that not everyone's like that. I need to work on my patience. And I also, just have to let life happen at one point. Like I can't force anything. I can't kind of manifest it. I just have to like let life happen. And I think it's, I think where like my impatience comes from is like the fear of the future and my fear of the future and how, and then it affects my present. And so I'm like, oh, if I do this, then this will happen. And then this will happen and this will happen. And like one of the like best quotes that I love, I'm totally going to butcher it. It's like the universe isn't going to punish you for a decision. There's no right or wrong answer in what you do in life. It's just this answer connects to this answer and it connects to this path and this path. It's not like there's all these other paths you could have taken. You have one path. And so there's no wrong answer in life. And I'm learning to just like be patient and kind of let that path come to me and enjoy the process of finding that path. Um, And that's been really hard because I think there's all this pressure 
in your 20s, like your 20s are hard enough and life is hard enough. Even right now, like life is hard enough. And there's all this pressure to like find the one, find the job, do the, do like the best thing. And like, it's so hard at one point. So what I'm really trying and focusing myself on doing is just being patient and just letting life happen based on the, based on like the decisions that I've made thus far. Whew end scene on that. Um, Okay. Last thing that I want to say about life is I spoke on like my very first ever, my, whoa, my very first ever um, kind of speaking event. And maybe it wasn't my first one ever, but it was my first one that I did like by myself. Like I was the main speaker and I was so nervous. I tried my hardest to promote it. And the woman I was doing it with, like we promoted it so much. And my five coworkers joined and five other people joined. So in total, there was 10 people. And it was an event for kind of engaged couples or brides talking through what kind of what kind of planning a wedding during COVID and planning a wedding during 2021 and 2022 2022 looks like. And I kept on thinking about all the speakers that I look up to and they speak on like platforms of 5,000 like plus people. And I was like, you know what? Like they didn't start out like that. Like they started talking to five people, two people, whatever. And they just grew from there. And so I was so nervous but I was so proud of myself for starting and it only gets better. Like I can only go up from there. So I did something that like fully scared me last week. It totally paid off. I'm applying to more speaking positions. Um, and we're just going to see what goes from there. And I was, I was so nervous and ski boy rang my doorbell the second that it ended. And he like came over and surprised me and I was feeling all of the feelings. And I just thought that that was really beautiful and had to be shared. And I will, I just like really appreciated it. Um, so as always, I have some messy questions that I wanted to go through. Um, I actually really like these ones. So number one, what is an excuse you told yourself to stay in a relationship? Ooh. Um, I feel like we've all been there. The one excuse that came to my mind first was that person is going to change. And I know that this hits home for a lot of people, but what I've learned in my 27 years of existence is that people, people do change. Yes, but they change on a scale. So people can only change so much. And that's kind of it. You, if you have this image in your head of a significant other or a coworker or whatever, like you are two completely different people. You see the world from different lenses. You were raised differently. And there's only so much wiggle room for you to meet in the middle. And I think that that's a really hard lesson to learn because when you're in it, again, it's so hard, but People only change up into a point. And I will say that if it's been like years and months of this, like they're probably not going to change at all. Like if it's been a couple weeks and like you already start to see some behavioral changes, great. Like keep going. But if you have to ask over and over again, like 
you're not going anywhere. So I think you come to a point where you're like, this is really hard to walk away or, okay, I can live without you changing. So it's kind of just weighing those two options. Um, how do you deal with hard clients? And woof, this is a hard one because virtual meetings have been so hard for me and like to begin with and virtually hard clients are just so hard. So I have come up with these few couple things that have just like helped me a little bit. Um, one, I don't know if you have to show your face on Zoom or whatever platform you use, but we always have to show our face. And what I've started to do is I put my Word document or I put my notes over the client's or over the heart difficult client's face so I don't actually have to see their face reactions. And it helps me so much because it feels like I'm just talking into my computer and I can't actually see who I'm talking to. So not having to see his or her face really helps. Number two, once I close the meeting, once I close the virtual meeting, I just kind of scream whatever comes to mind first and it it lets out a lot of pent up energy. And then the third thing is I just have to remind myself that she or he is probably a very miserable person and they're taking it out on you and you are a pot of gold. Whew. So I hope that one of those helps you. Um, Okay, last question, and I think this is really beautiful. Um, Somebody Instagram messaged me this, and I was so excited, and I was so happy to share it. But do you think it's normal to experience the butterfly feeling in your stomach every time before you hang out with someone? And I almost – I got the butterfly feeling in my heart when I got this DM. And I was like, a hundred percent, of course. I think that that's literally what you want in life is to feel that over and over again and not let that butterfly feeling die. Like that is beautiful. I get that butterfly feeling when I see Ski Boy's name pop up on my phone. Like when I just like go to bed thinking about him, I get that feeling. So I think that that is the feeling that you want to follow, like follow the butterflies, like follow that feeling. I think that that's so beautiful and so special that you get that every time you hang out with someone and don't let that feeling fade. Um, that was a really great episode. If I do say so myself, you're welcome for all of my relationship dating updates. Um, that was really exciting to share again. I am so sorry, grandma. Um, I really do think you're going to love Ski Boy as much as you liked Flower Boy um, if you only knew all the beautiful things that he's done for me. So I hope that you all are living your messiest life. You're feeling all the feels, and I will see you soon.